welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am talking to leadership coach Jordan Pendleton about owning and overcoming your limiting beliefs. So I think we're all familiar with the saying about opinions and everyone having one. Well, I would say the same thing is true for limiting beliefs. So Jordan tells us how we can discover what our limiting beliefs are, how they are holding us back, and how we can start to rewire them from the inside out. Now, you guys know I love personal development, but we also talk about the dark side of personal development and how it sometimes leaves you constantly chasing something, not necessarily chasing your tail, but chasing something out in the future and holding you back from enjoying you and where you are and how far you've already made it today. So this episode is in alignment with a lot of what we've been talking about all year long with that my favorite O word, ownership. Enjoy, take notes, and reach out to Jordan if you are so inclined on Instagram at Jordan Pendleton. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. I am sitting down today with Jordan Pendleton, and Jordan is a leadership and mindset coach. The other day, um, she was making one of her amazing posts on Instagram. I believe it was actually a video, and she brought up limiting beliefs. And I had just started a round of Lift to Get Lean, and this mindset stuff started coming up. So your timing was perfect. So before we dive into the topic of limiting beliefs, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do with the people that you coach? Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Yes, I know leadership and mindset coaching is like totally a broad, very broad. Um, So yes, my, my story is that I started as a financial planner, but I always had like this, a lot of different passions and interests and was totally compartmentalizing my life. Um, but then also got like super sucked into chasing success, chasing money, chasing, um, a lot of things outside of myself that inevitably led to a lot of other breakdowns in my life, which was relationships. And, uh, just personally, my health started to do deteriorate and shut down and, um, I got to this point where I was like, God, there's gotta be more to life. Like what is going on here? And I realized I was really driving out of a place of what others expected of me. Um, and this perception of what I thought success was that wasn't actually authentic to me. Mm-hmm. So over the last five years, I left financial planning about five years ago, got into financial coaching, helping people understand their values, <laughs> went into like some pretty extreme debt myself, um, and was fighting my own problem. Um, meanwhile, trying to work it out externally. So it's been a big journey. Um, and I'm 
now just really passionate about helping people identify that for themselves of like, what is it you actually want for your life? Where do you want to go? Um, and how do you take ownership of that? And through that comes, yeah, a buttload of limiting beliefs and uh, <laughs> things that can get in our way from making progress and stepping into who we were created to be. And like the message that you were born with and the story that you have and like what you carry um, innately as a person and unwinding a lot of those limiting beliefs that says it's tied to what your body looks like or what your bank account says or what it looks like from the outside and rewiring that to like really operate from the outside or from the inside out versus the outside in. Yes. Um, gosh, that is, this is so amazing. And I'm pretty sure you and I have talked about Joe Dispenza before. Have we? Uh, yes, I went through a Joe Dispenza phase <laughs> um, <laughs> of, my, of my growth yeah. for sure. Um, like talking about coming from the outside, you know, or starting from the inside going out. Um, that's powerful. So you guys, um, how old are you, Jordan? I wouldn't normally ask this question, but this is a lot to learn. I think by the time you learned it, how old are you? I'm third. I'll be 31 in October. So in like a month, I'll be 31. But I say I got like a pretty startle, my wake up call calls like my quarter life crisis. Like 25 was the worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and hit, like, I would say that 25, 26 was like very rock bottom for me. Um, And so while that sucked, I'm also super grateful for like that wake up call pretty early on in my life to, to change the course of what I was doing and where I was going and being more intentional. That's amazing. Um, because that's when I had my quarter life crisis too, and started to change the trajectory of my life. And I'm grateful every day that, you know, now I work with women who are in their forties And so they're having that wake up call now. And there's no, I don't think there's, you know, you learn it when you learn it, but it makes me grateful for learning that lesson early on. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, yeah, there's no age to it, but if like, there's that kind of like boiling under the surface and things just like, aren't going Mm -hmm. like, you're not really actually happy with the life that you have, or you're not, you're seeing that kind of disconnect. Mm -hmm like don't avoid, like we got to fall apart sometimes to come back together. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, we can resist that because it's messy and it's scary. It's easier to stay the same. It's easier just to hate what you're doing. (laughs) But is it, do you think it comes down to like a core value situation? Like you feel this friction, this cognitive dissonance because you're doing one thing, but you truly want something else. Or where do you, what do you think is happening there? Yeah, I think if we really listen, um, yeah, for me, it came down, like one of my core values is authenticity. So when I'm not in a place of authenticity, I feel it. I feel mm-hmm. that discourse and that's not the same, not everybody values the same things, but like that piece for me, the authenticity was just like, I know I'm not being myself and I'm not being, I'm not becoming who I actually want to become. I'm just becoming this like robot success girl. Like I go to top real fast and like win awards and 
do <laughs> do all the things and uh, get all the accolades and titles but like at my core yeah it was just like constant constant turmoil so speaking of limiting beliefs what are frequent limiting beliefs that you see people dealing with because I'm sure we're all the same like we're all so different but we all experience a lot of the same stuff I mean I would say it's always rooted I think everybody sounds different because of their story because of their life experiences and how they've interpreted their life there's always different <laughs> a different phrase like way that it sounds to everybody mm-hmm. but I would say the common root is always not enough or too much. Like mm-hmm. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough. So therefore I must be something different, do something different, have something different in order to gain my acceptance in the world or gain love or gain like, so I like, you can always kind of like draw it down to one of those two, yeah. two things. Um, like I believe in the work that I teaches that there's a common there is a core root belief Mm -hmm. that all the other ones stem off of (laughs) and that we can experience a lot of different ones so like my core limiting belief is that it's not safe to be myself and I'll be rejected for who I am Mm -hmm. if I am my full self and therefore I have to be somebody different in order to be accepted successful loved whatever so that's like mine and so I get I attract a lot of people to me with similar beliefs because of my story that I, that has come because of that. Um, But there's, you know, a lot of different, there's a lot of different little uh, tentacles that come off of that core, core main belief that has, that drove me for a lot of my life. And I, I still believe, you know, we're always going to be going Mm -hmm. through cycles of working through new layers yeah. of our limiting beliefs. They never go away. We just get to work through them mm-hmm. and that there's purpose in, in the limiting belief. It's not just like something you gotta get over and like <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. No. figure it. That's not helpful. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> like at all. <laughs> so how did you drill down to this? Did you work with a therapist? Is it your work you've done, you've done on your own, another coach? Um, it's the work that I, I mean, I did this process. It's almost been six years now since I did the process that I'm certified in now. Um, but the whole like premise of the work is that we have two main core belief systems. One is limiting. That's the thing that, that stops us. Um, that's based on our pain in our life and that there's also a foundational belief. Um, that's all the good and the truth. And, the thing that's based in love and that we move when we're also aware of that, we can move towards, towards the truth, towards that space. Um, and they are two sides of the same coin (laughs) and plot twist, plot twist. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, they're, they, they inform each other. Our, our light always informs our dark and vice versa. That's good. Okay. So now, how do we not just deal with these limiting beliefs and get over it? How can we work with them 
through them. Yeah, I think our main desire as a human (laughs) is to go. So like, if you see that, that root system and imagine it, like it's a root system to a tree, there's also like, you know, the trunk and then like all there's like fruit in the tree and that, you know, there's really great fruit that's like beautiful and healthy. And then there's like not so good fruit that we're, you know, not super happy with. I'm not losing the weight I want, or I'm not attracting the clients that I want. Like, and our innate instinct as humans is to go to the fruit and just try to start picking off the fruit, the bad fruit without. So we're just like, we seek, we grasp for control Mm -hmm. of like trying to manipulate the outcome without like, when we know what the root is actually saying, it informs the fruit. So when we're aware, we can start to kind of dial back into understanding what that is and knowing that it's such an innate part of being a human. We all have this dualistic expression mm-hmm. of <laughs> the pain and then also the truth. Mm-hmm. And so A, I think it always comes down to acceptance. Like if you don't accept that the fruit on your tree, like that you don't like the fruit on your tree um, or that, you know, I, for so much of my life, I have been a, you know, very like optimistic and positive person to a default that I won't actually see the honest truth of what's going on in my life. And I just keep trying to like strive forward and be like, oh, it'll all be fine in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people can be on very different ends of the the spectrum of that (laughs) too, of like constantly negative and pessimistic about your circumstances or overly positive and optimistic um, about the future. So you can be kind of like stuck in the past or start, you know, drawn towards the future. But like, until I found like total peace and acceptance mm-hmm. for myself and my body and my life and who I was. Um, and that doesn't always come easy even on any given day, but like, that's actually my first core value. Um, and like is acceptance and that's not settling. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's just, it's such a fine line. And I think it can get really misconstrued um, in our society that like acceptance, especially if you're on like the growth path or you want to continue progressing that like, if you find acceptance and peace with where you're at, that you're settling. And like, that's what I I had those totally messed up. Um, so yeah, acceptance, <laughs> acknowledgement of like what's really going on and getting really real with yourself and mm-hmm. being like, hey, I'm a human. We're all humans and we all have these limitations. Um, it's when we try to, you know, yeah, go get out of something that we then perpetuate it or ignore it, that it just grows. It's so interesting. I love this analogy. Um, last year, in the height of the pandemic, I had my friend Joe Ibit on, and he's a therapist. And we were talking about how during that time when things were stressful, a lot of people were hyper focused on their bodies because that was a low hanging fruit. That was a piece of fruit not being addressed by the root issue. So thank yeah. you for bringing that up because you like that's just another visual example 
We all do this. We're trying to control the outcome. But what we need to be doing is addressing what's going on below the surface. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we jump so quickly to like, well, if I just lost more weight, if I just made more money, if I just did that, like, mm-hmm. then I'd be fine. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you, we can be good right now. It's all the place in which we're moving from, because when you're moving from limitation and it's subconscious too, like we have to know that this is like, so this we've had these belief systems with us since we were children yeah. too. And so there's like a huge part of grace that has to enter to allow that, that pain to be exposed, healed and moved through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's not, it's not like we kind of reach for yeah the diets and the budgets and the, the strategy and all the stuff yeah. like real quick. And mm-hmm. like, we can get a bit of a temporary high from mm-hmm. a quick fix but yeah, if you're, if you're ignoring the root, then you're going to face the same problem three, six, 12 months down the line. Yeah. You're just perpetuating the problem. So coming back to your core values, I love talking core values because, um, it, it, this does overlap with fitness and nutrition mm. because you have to understand what's important to you. Like, do you truly want to be a healthy person? Well, are you doing things that are healthy? So you're, you've mentioned, um, acceptance and what was your other one? Authenticity. Authenticity. Do you have another one or those are two big ones? I I mean, those are kind of my, when I am getting kind of like stuck in my, my limiting beliefs and my triggers, (laughs) those are the two that like really. I focus on, I'm like, am I accepting myself? Am I like really acknowledging where I'm at? Am I being honest? Am I communicating that effectively? Am I being myself? Am I being true? And so that it, like, I can kind of start to work my way, way down and, and grow more into, into that truthful state. But yes, I have, (laughs) I have six of them. (laughs) And, but those are, those really are the two that I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. one of mine's also community. So mm-hmm. like being um, surrounded by like knowing that we're actually better together than we are apart. So this like abundance mentality mm-hmm. um, and working uh, actually the core value is better together. So like, I know I'm, I'm in limiting space, but I'm trying to do it all by myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I just, you know, kind of knowing how I show up mm-hmm. when I'm in those two different states, like I'll feel very different. Even if I'm doing the exact same thing from mm-hmm. the outside looking in, like I will feel very different. Um, connection is another one, like mm-hmm. I connected to myself and God and, mm-hmm. and others, like what am I, <laughs> or am I totally just like running and isolating and disconnecting myself? Um, and I'm not really like a hide in the closet kind of disconnection person. I'm a, I can like still be surrounded by tons of people, but totally like not sharing, not uh, participating. I go surface level real fast. Um, so yeah, it's just like gaining this like self-awareness, like toolbox of like, okay, this is, this is how I act and how I show up and 
what it feels like and looks like when I'm in in these two spaces and allowing both of them to to kind of come to fruition because it's uh yeah like said one informs the other so I love it and I think if anyone's listening and they're like okay I like this but I don't I don't know this much about myself because I bet a lot of people (laughs) are like whoa she's in tune like yeah these are great questions to ask yourself and like start becoming an observer of yourself because you may not even be aware of what your your tendencies are. Like, do you think that the core values is a good place to start or where would someone like start this exploration? Um, I always start, I mean, our program starts with the core belief system because that mm-hmm. informs everything. Core values actually doesn't come until later down the line. Okay. Um, because I think they're like, I never you know, previously I've always, I've been in like personal development and growth and that for a long time. Um, and there was always this weird disconnect, um, where, you know, it, you know, lay out some cards on a table and say, which ones do you value? Mm -hmm. And I like never really got it. And then people be like, what's your why? And, you know, when you're 23 years old, trying to define your why, and there's no process or structure strategy to actually help you get to your why we were just being like well I'm single I don't have like everyone's like oh I just do it for my family and I'm like well I don't have a family I don't have like and but like everybody has a why so and it the our why comes from our roots from our belief system so it's um I think the root belief system informs pretty much everything um, and everything kind of grows off of that and out of that. It, um, you know, it, it informs our mindset. It informs our strategy. It informs pretty much, yeah, all of of how we show up. And self discovery is a process. <laughs> it's you know, it's a thing that takes many years to develop, and it's also not too late, you know, it's not too late to start now. And even just like small tidbits along the way can be wildly helpful. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, this is my job. (laughs) This is like, I, like, if I'm not self-aware that I'm not going to be an effective leader for my clients. So Mm -hmm. I am always, you know, going deeper within myself to be, you know, an embodied representation of what I'm inviting people into. So, you know, just, you know, there's, it is my job to do that. And this if you and weren't, you would not be authentic. Like that would not be right. Jordan. Yeah. I'd be out of integrity for sure. So it's, uh, yeah, there's no, <laughs> you don't need, like, I think also self-awareness can be, uh, a trap. You can get stuck there too. I'm just like, I just need to be more self-aware and, I got in that for a long time too, almost like a personal development addiction. But yeah. like looking back on that, it was because I didn't believe I was enough. Like I didn't believe that who I was was enough. So you can do self-awareness and continue discovery and development, but like, it's not, don't do it all at once. Like mm-hmm. allow your life to inform <laughs> the areas that you're, you know, continuing to seek depth in. Um, Cause yeah, if we can't, you are enough right now. Like 
regardless of how self-aware you are, how developed you are. And I think there's even like a stigma that's come with being in the personal development industry that like, I'm better than you because I know more and I know more about myself. And like, that's BS. Mm -hmm. I, I call BS on that. It's kind of a narcissistic (laughs) view of, of things and a pedestal approach. Mm -hmm. Um, and a way people can like sell you into more than believing that you're not good enough as you are. That's a sales tactic. So that should probably be another against, rabbit hole, but yeah. and that should be going against everything that personal development is about. But that I love totally. how that comes back to your the idea of acceptance, right? Yeah, maybe I want to improve on something, but like you said, right now as I am, I am enough. Yeah, I'm going to make more money or lose some weight or be a better parent, but yeah, that's so powerful. And you won't if you can't see the reasons that you are enough mm-hmm. right now you you won't like mm-hmm. and there are plenty of reasons our brain is just naturally des- designed to go to the lack to mm-hmm. go to where we're missing and where what we're missing out on mm-hmm. um and how <laughs> deficient we are so we can always find more evidence there but like guarantee like yeah whatever area you're looking to grow in There is evidence also on the contrary that whatever you're going to like feed into, that's what's going to grow. So please build off of the things that like you are good enough at right now. Like maybe you want to, you know, be able to bench a hundred pounds, but like, it's amazing that you can bench 40 pounds right now and like be really like, you know, I think that's one thing I would go back and like tell my my younger self is like, you're amazing. Like right now, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be anything different. And like, you're gonna grow so much more sustainably, so much more effectively, and so much more just, it's gonna feel better. It's gonna feel more fulfilling because you're building off of who you are versus who you're not. Right. Well, and like you said, it's where your focus goes, that's what grows. And so if you're focused on everything you have yet to do and that you want to do versus all that you are and what you've already accomplished, it it, it feels totally different. Yeah. Coming from that place of abundance rather than lack. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so subtle, like the line between it, you know, because still maintaining that like hunger for life and growth and like, you know, there's that also can be a double-edged sword like you know there's there's a downside there can be a downside to like always being you know I love that I'm constantly seeking growth and development and I also can get totally trapped there so you know it's uh (laughs) I had a client once say I love this so much she was like I have, she was going for a walk. She's like, I just listened to music because I just could not listen to one more podcast or book about personal development. She's like, I am sick of feeling that there's something wrong with me. And I think that can happen. Like I must be improving. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. If we don't take time to integrate it and step away, like you were saying. Yeah. And it's like uncomfortable. I was actually just meeting with somebody this morning and 
he was like kind of coming down off of like a personal development oh yeah and I was like and he was like asking about my program I'm like I'm actually gonna steer you like I challenge you to take the next three months off and listen to yourself and listen like engaging in community and see your gifts and like give yourself like the next quarter to integrate what you've done and like listen to your own voice and listen to like where you're feeling called because it it like listening getting everybody else's like I'm a coach so I obviously like believe in coaching and I know that there's a line where that's too much too and you can't you can't do you will like I think we bite off way more than we can chew sometimes because we're just in like that need to like you know get get somewhere fast and like why are we in such a hurry like why are we in such a hurry like beautiful growth happens over time mm-hmm. and it's so much more fulfilling too and we're allowing ourselves and our own process to unfold <laughs> and you know be an active participant in that but it's not trying to do I remember I was like in that like mid-20s thing I was like in a health program in a in a you know money program a business program like I was in like all the programs yeah and then I came to a point where I like fired everyone because I was like I haven't listened to myself for years dude so huge I don't trust myself Mm -hmm. I don't trust myself to make the right action so I'm just leaning on everybody else (laughs) to make decisions for me yeah. Okay. I have two things to say about this. So number one, it came back to a few moments ago, you mentioned the word sustainability. And I think that's something that people can really, I, I, cause I don't want to say should really focus on, but see is what I'm doing sustainable. Cause that's, what we want, we want to be able to do this for the long haul, whether it's develop ourselves as a person, a nutrition, a fitness methodology, can you sustain this over the years? Or are you going to peter out and, and stop? Yeah, I think that's a really good question to ask. And then the second part of it was, um, I mean, you know, with my job, I coach people with macros and all this stuff, but I, I do believe you have to be able to step away and trust yourself. If you can't eat without putting your food in a, a, an app, we got problems. Like we need to look at this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if these numbers don't add up, then I'm screwed. Like, you know, it's, it's guidelines, it's tools, it's, uh, yeah. Like guardrails are really nice and helpful on the highway. And like, you don't want to be like rubbing your car up against them the whole time either. And I think we kind of do that with our, you know, we become dependent Yes. On the tool instead of you letting it empower you towards sustainable growth. Well, and right before we hopped on the call, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about this right now because it's (laughs) a great topic like this empowering and this being able to, you know, drive your own car without the guardrails is it's ownership, like owning your decisions And this has come up, this has come up basically in every podcast. It comes up in every coaching call that I do because we can lean on people and coaches for advice. But at the end of the day, it comes down to us. 
So how do you help people understand the importance of ownership or what do you have to say about ownership? Mm, Gosh, that's a great question. It's so, I mean, I, I didn't realize how much of a lack of ownership and responsibility I was taking for my life. Um, up until like really the last couple of years, I think it's really nice to have, have coaches and put all the weight on them, put all the responsibility on them so that when it fails, you have somebody to blame. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Besides yourself, like, and you know, when those things don't work or it doesn't come to fruition, like, and those things happen, like it sometimes we misstep or we fail or things don't work out and that's not on the coach. Like, and that's a lot of responsibility for the coach to bear too. There's like a, um, yeah, it's like this, it's a relationship. Um, but I think ultimately like try to come back to your original question. Like I could go off and like so many different tangents, um, loaded question. I'm sorry. (laughs) the reason I ask is because I don't think it could be taught I think ownership comes from within oh yeah Um, you know I'll hear something and I'm like oh I need to send that to so-and-so oh so-and-so should read this book and then I'm thinking to myself Kylie you can't send that to her because she's not going to do it like she's got to figure this out at some point I'm her coach but she's got to figure this out Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how to impress upon someone, or this is one of the constant struggles that I have. I don't know if ownership can be taught. I just think it eventually comes, the rubber meets the road with you. Yeah. I think it's your willingness to, to look at your, and see your part yeah. in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And if there is a constant theme of, you know, I hear this one a lot of like, I, you know, the, like, I think we can point it at other people. Like, gosh, I just have like friends that are such a, a suck on my energy and all they want, like they just take, 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 take. And all I am is just like their cheerleader in their sports system, but they never give anything to me. And you can point the finger all you want at other people. Um, another one I hear, especially on like the growth is like, well, my spouse doesn't support me. in my growth or, and, or like I, like that, like lack of feeling supported. But I think when it comes down to it, if you really boil down to it, it's like, well, do you really support yourself in this movement? Cause if you don't, you're going to seek it evidence externally to validate that belief that you're not supported to become your best self. Mm -hmm. Um, or that, you know, and I, th- I think that like support piece, even with the friend example is like, well, people just don't support me. Mm-hmm. Well, are you allowing yourself to be supported? Do you, are you open to receiving support? Because that's, I mean, that's been a huge thing I've had to learn on my, especially coming out of my hyper independent phase of like, oh no, people actually do want to support me, but I haven't been open to actually receiving support because receiving had a negative, like it had a limiting belief wrapped around it (laughs) of like, well, then I'm weak or I'm a loser or I'm a failure if I have to ask for help or if I need help. Um, 
from other people in certain aspects or areas of my life. And I think sometimes we just don't want to face it because we have to then face the pain and our contribution to the problem (laughs) that we've been. And that's not easy to look at. No. Yeah. Our contribution to the problem is that we are playing a part in our lives. We need to acknowledge that. (laughs) Yeah. And the one I've been talking about a lot is the, you know, toxic people and toxic things and mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, it's such a toxic relationship and this is a toxic that I'm like, well, you're toxic too. We're all toxic, right? Like, and we have to own our own, like we all have days and moments and times where we show up in a toxic pattern. And we are contributing to the pattern and that's it, that level of ownership and responsibility. Like it honestly sucks to look at and it's incredibly freeing because when you have nobody left, (laughs) and I think that's the scary part is like when I have no one left to blame and then sometimes we turn to shame. Like I think shame is also a way of avoiding Mm. responsibility and ownership. Um, Like that weight that we put on ourselves and the, the things that we say about ourselves is also like, anytime you're blaming or shaming, it's like a really good, uh, check-in point of like, what am I not taking responsibility for? What it like this shame's a little bit more subtle and we can kind of like, because it's so internal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's some, there's some gold in there too of like, what are you shaming yourself about and then what are you not taking responsibility for in your own life um and really you know not as I think that's you can enter into more more shaming too and so it's a a line of like entering that place with love um on both sides yeah and seeing like yeah this is (laughs) it's a human tendency to deflect responsibility yeah and the only way forward is by owning have you read yeah. Extreme Ownership, that book? No, but I've heard. I mean, it's Great. super masculine, right? Um, so <laughs> grain of salt, because I'm at this point in my life too, where I'm looking for more flow, you know, yeah. and less of this masculine drive energy to get things done. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's a natural progression of a woman or a business owner or whatever, but anyway, so it's a little masculine. Yeah. But I love the message in it. One of the best things he talked about was like, if you're a manager and if you've got a, an employee who's not doing what you want, that's on you. Like maybe you haven't, ex- you have not expressed expectations well enough. Like don't go right into blaming them. Look at yourself first. And that, mm-hmm. that was really the biggest lesson I took from that. And then I'm like, how else can I apply this in other areas of my life? Like you said, how am I contributing to this pattern? Cause I'm yeah. a part of it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, not everybody wants to hear that, but. But it's, it's better than leaving your life in someone else's hands. That's how I look at it. Like oh, I can own this yeah. or blame so-and-so for how I feel and make him responsible for my feelings. That's victimhood, right? and like codependency yeah at its finest I mean and I think we're all (laughs) 
slightly or majorly wired for codependency. Um, And we're kind of just taught it. I mean, look at the news, like, especially the last couple of years, it's just like, they, them, they, 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 screaming. Yeah. Never like, oh, what are, like, we actually doing about this? It's just like (laughs) screaming at each other and being mad and like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, ownership is a lot. All the more reason to take ownership because no one else is. So like, you gotta get in and drive that car. Guardrails or not, drive. Yeah, <laughs> drive the damn car. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, uh, I mean, if, if, if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh my God, we're all so fucked up. Yeah, we are. <laughs> like, yeah, like, let's get that out there. We are. We are. <laughs> and we we're can own it. it. <laughs> yeah. You can own that we're fucked up. That's the only way forward. (laughs) I love this. So I don't think we have time to talk about this today, but I want to ask, because you talk a lot about Enneagram, right? It's a big tool for me, for sure. You use Um, it in your coaching? Yes. Are you a three? I'm a five, actually. Three is my, like, I have a theory and it could be totally off base, but I like, want to hear my, it. <laughs> so I believe we all have like a core, like type that we were like born with. Um, but then I also think we have kind of an adaptive type. So I think three is my adaptive type. Um, that that's how I kind of learned to be in the world. Um, but as I've learned more about myself and like come back to that true self, um, my fiveness has been allowed to come through a lot more um, mm-hmm. because I think three was a, you know, that achiever mm-hmm. mode is, and, and I resonate a lot with the three, mm-hmm. um, but there is like the more and more I go, like the higher and higher my five gets. So tell me more about fives. I'm not, familiar, I, cause I'll, I hang out with a lot of ones, threes and eights and twos. I okay. love the twos. <laughs> Love the twos. Yes. <laughs> Take care of me too. Take care of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's Love the five me. about? <laughs> the five is about, um, so it's called the observer, or the investigator. Ah. Um, so our core, the, the core like motivation for the five is to know, um, to have information, to know the ultimate truth um, and to get to yeah like the the core of mm-hmm. of issues um have a very hard time with surface level anything and uh anything superficial can be like isolating yeah um and when i'm like in that unhealthy state i look a lot like the seven like the unhealthy parts of the enthusiast mm-hmm. super squirrely and shiny object syndrome and really like almost black and white thinking at the worst and then Mm -hmm. go to eight when I'm in that like the healthy so challenger um and like really bringing perspective to to the truth and in a yeah in a more dominant way because the five can hide a lot yeah in their information and kind of hoard Hoard knowledge and information, and still something I'm kind of working through. <laughs> like, yeah. especially it on like social sense. media and everything. Like, <laughs> absolutely. 
Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm a three, but what you say resonates. The part of the threes, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't do checklists and things like that. I'm not like an, like anal like threes are. So that's yeah. where I connect, but the ability to wear different hats and show up differently in different situations. Like we got that down to a T. Yeah. It's all me, but it's totally like, whoa. Like I sometimes I impress myself with my yeah. like tendencies. Um, but I'm Cape like, healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a gift in it all too. Like I think our, there's such a gift in being able to yeah, it can, it can come at a, a cost on a not great day, but it can also, like when you're grounded and who you are, like, and knowing how to, you know, read people and, and show up for them. I think that's also like a really beautiful gift. Yeah. I, I will say my favorite part of it is of being a three, if that is what I am, is like being able to connect with the most different types of people in the world from like a homeless person to a CEO of a big company. Yeah. Like, having the conversations and being able to do that. That's, that's the cool part. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. That's uh, really cool. So let's say someone's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I need Jordan's coaching so bad. <laughs> Cause I know that's what everyone's thinking. Oh, how do we find you? How do we get a hold of you? Like what programs do you have? Yeah. I'm in the middle of launching a couple of different things right now. Um, One is a like shorter form course called Activate Your Authentic Attraction. Um, So helping people really step into embodying their authentic selves. This is really geared towards like entrepreneurs in the um, competitive in a competitive landscape, whether it's financial advising, real estate, MLM, mm-hmm. um, you want to like find why people are actually attracted to you and then like yeah. step into that. <laughs> um, and then I do most of my private and I do privates and then small group coaching cohorts of six people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I have a group starting in October on October 12th, um, with three spots open in that one, um, which is going to be a really incredible group and journey, but all my programs run at a six month minimum. Um, so I do 14 sessions in the first six months to like, uh, lay the foundation. It's called bold leader foundations and yeah, stepping into owning your voice, your message, um, getting that belief system, mm-hmm. belief system, getting a vision for your life, your mission, your core values, um, setting the stage. And yeah, I don't believe in, in quick fix kind of stuff. So it's a, yeah, it's sustainable and helping people grow in, into that and the small group or, or privately. I think that's fantastic. So is it the small group that you have six spots open for? Or is it the private coaching? Um, right now I have one or two private okay. spots that will be opening. And then I have three left of the six for the small group. Oh, I see. That's three great. And six. I do think one-on-one coaching is awesome, but I think small group is really powerful. Something about going through something with people in a similar spot, I think reinforces yeah. what the coach is giving us. Totally. Yeah. They're different. Um, like both super valuable, but I would say they're just different 
different values because yeah some people aren't ready for the group and like it is very vulnerable work you have to be willing to be open and go deep and so some people are like that's really intimidating i'm going to start with private and then they can always integrate into like my ongoing group mm-hmm. after that but yeah the group is amazing because it's yeah it's that like bond and that connection you form with those people is unlike anything else you get to know them on a level that you and yourself and each other on a level like I've never experienced just because of the content that we're going through is really amazing and deep yeah good for you this is so fantastic to think like you hit this low point when you were like 26 years old I'm assuming you hated your job stressed to the max and now (laughs) you've created this awesome yeah I know it's weird it's seeing that I'm like oh it's only been five years and then some days I'm like it's been five years (laughs) so but like okay in the scheme of life like five years is actually yeah it's it's taken time to relay that foundation and re-integrate back into myself um that doesn't happen overnight that's for sure well no and it's amazing yeah we need to also like pay homage to the fact that you you had a baby a year ago so as we wrap up like did you see because motherhood I mean you want to talk about questioning your abilities (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood's a great thing to try you're like oh my gosh I'm the only one that doesn't know how to do this that's how I felt like I don't know how to be a mom did you limiting beliefs pop up as you are becoming a new mom Yes, I like my daughter, I feel like is a just a mirror for me. Like anytime I'm I've yeah, I've learned so much by becoming a mom in like ways that I didn't I couldn't have learned, you know, just on my own. Um, but yeah, there there's been a lot so many moments like, what am I doing? Like, what am I even doing? And I mean, I think that's why, you know, community is so important too, because so much, like, I think every mom's been like, I remember being pregnant and being like, I don't feel that excited. Like, I just feel like freaked out. I don't know what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. like, it's a scary undertaking and it's a, it's a lot of responsibility and it's, yeah, nothing can prepare you for that. at all but also knowing that like you're not alone Mm -hmm. in that venture like okay nobody knows what they're doing like when they start parenting and you literally only have to know the day that's ahead of you like the moment that's ahead of you you don't have to know how to raise a 10 year old when you have a one year old like you just need to know what's going on right now and I think that's been a freeing mentality of just like okay, I'm doing my best. I'm showing up my best Yes, that I can today. And that yes. looks different <laughs> every day. I think it, it, it's almost, I don't want to say it's harder in our role, but because we know the impact of our parents yeah. on a person, you know, you're like, like am I I don't, I don't, I'm very careful <laughs> yeah. about what I say. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you is know this wounding is. language. Exactly. Yeah. It's just wounding language. Yeah. My wounding my child. Yeah. And also knowing like, yeah, 
whether it's you or school or whatever like there's gonna be winning language that's picked up and no yeah. matter how amazing and evolved and developed you are like there's gonna be <laughs> I like I was telling my friend like you know what we're just giving them material for therapy you know yeah. this is awesome <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh Jordan thank you trauma <laughs> yes yes yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. This is wonderful. I mean, this, this is a lot to think about, but <laughs> don't feel overwhelmed, everyone, right? This is just no. about becoming aware. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, all, it's all coming together and there's uh, no, no need to know it all, all at once. That's for sure. But if you're curious, like, also curiosity's peak don't be afraid to dive in yeah oh and should they visit your website or go to instagram what's the best way to reach out to you um yeah our like website right now is under construction so it's not a great place to go um but yeah instagram is awesome at jordan y pendleton cool. um yes i'm very accessible there cool. and probably yeah the best place I'll make sure everyone can get there I know websites I'm like do people even use websites anymore but that's (laughs) because I don't want to update mine you know it's like always I feel like you get the website right and then something changes again and you're like well like (laughs) go to Instagram please yeah just go to Instagram fine send me a DM we'll we'll get set up up. yeah Awesome, Jordan. Well, you are amazing. I love what you are doing and I love how you are helping people. And I can't wait for everyone to listen to this. Oh, thank you. I know. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm glad our paths continue to cross. Me too. We'll talk to you soon, Jordan. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Here's the Deal. If you enjoyed this show, please share it out to your friends so we can empower as many people as possible to take control of their lives so they feel their best and they look their best. You can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Kylie Fit Yoga. And if you want to learn more about the eight-week program that I have, Lift to Get Lean, check out Lift to Get Lean with Kylie.com. And that is the program where me and my team of coaches help people learn how to track their macros, understand the importance of macronutrient tracking. We give you strength training workouts and the biggest piece of the program is the mindset coaching of it. As you know, nothing changes if you don't change your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you in any and all ways. Again, we appreciate your support.